This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Hello, my loves, and welcome. We are almost at podcast number 15. I think this is number 14. So very exciting times here. I hope you've had a wonderful week. I've had a great day because today I had a call with my own business coach, Rachel McDonald, who some of you might be familiar with. And she's actually going to be coming up on the podcast later in the month. But we were discussing all things business and some really exciting new offerings that I've got coming down the pipeline before the end of the year. So stay tuned for those. And tomorrow I'm filming a podcast, filming a podcast with the crew from Fish Eye Creative. They're a local Newcastle business. So that's going to be something really different. Today we are looking at our relationship to time and our relationship to our schedules and I've been really inspired to do this podcast for two reasons. Number one is that time management, prioritizing, scheduling and all of those fun topics come up almost every session with my clients because after all these women they're in the work of change particularly in their careers, they're looking to move towards more meaningful work. So what does that mean? It means they need to create a new mindset. They need to create new habits in their life. And obviously, they're going to have new career goals. So they need to make space for these things. And then number two, one of my favorite women in the wellness space, Danielle Laporte, has ignited this wonderful conversation around time. And Danielle has this beautiful way of articulating things. She's quite poetic with her words, if you follow her already. And when I saw this written in a recent email, I had to share it with you before we got on with the rest of today's podcast, because I think this is really interesting. She has this analogy around time management. Time management can be like dieting. We portion out our time like food, so we have optimal energy and results. Some people diet obsessively. Others manage their time obsessively. And both obsessions can be driven by a lack of self-worth, a constant striving to be more acceptable, more productive, better. If we're going to kick our time diets, then everything that gets on the calendar needs to be assessed for its nutritional value. The guiding question becomes, does this sustain me or restrain me? I just thought that was so good because this is such an important discussion, especially for women. We carry a lot on our shoulders We uh, do a lot in our lives. We have so much opportunity available to us, perhaps, than what our mothers had or our grandmothers had. So it is the most exciting time to be alive. 
But in that, we're also playing a lot of different roles. So we can be pulled in all of these different directions and we're being influenced externally by how we need to show up, who we should be, um, and how we need to show up particularly in our careers. So if you can relate to that analogy, then you need to listen to this podcast because I'm going to share with you some really amazing stuff that's going to help you, like she says, kick our time diet. (laughs) And the reason I use this analogy, even though I'm not a big dieter myself, I wouldn't say that I am. However, I can really relate to this desire to control, in particular, this desire to control time or the opposite of control is always feeling like I have a lack, a lack of time. Like time has this great godlike power over me and it's controlling me and every move that I make. So here's the alternative that I want to share with you. What would it feel like if I said that it might be possible to create change in your life, but do it with ease and grace? Ease, not responding to the pressure or the need to grind it out, not responding to the ego's call for more on the to-do list. You know you don't have to wear busy as a badge of honour or, uh, like Danielle would say, confine yourself to a particular time diet. (laughs) Instead, what if the heart's desire was for less? but more powerful and more intentional change in our lives and our careers. The kind of change that we're talking about here is anything from our work habits, uh, starting that job search process that you know is going to take some time, or starting something new in our career that supports the direction that we want to go in, whether that be something new, whether that be a side project, Whatever it might be, it's going to require a chunk of time. But today, what I want to dive underneath is this no time excuse or this I'm so busy, I don't have time to make a change. Because oftentimes when I have initial conversations with women, that is what I hear. I don't have time for that. I want to make a change, but I don't have time. So it's a priority, but it's not a priority at the same time. So how do we make it a priority? How do we make it necessary, but not burn out in the process? Because it would be so much easier if we just stayed where we are and seek out the comfort of where we are right now. It would be really easy just to do that, wouldn't it? Because that's what you've always known. So in this conversation around not having enough time and being too busy, let's look first at our language around busy. I think this is such a vital conversation for us to be having. And again, I'm going to quote this woman again. In the words of Danielle Laporte, are you the overwhelmed overachiever? And I'm raising my hand like that little hand raising emoji right now in her purple sweater because I can attest to more times than I would like to 
uh, be happy with that I have been the overwhelmed achiever. Overwhelmed overachiever, <laughs> not just the achiever. Are you that person that feels like someone is doing your schedule to you instead of you owning your schedule? And when you feel like that, does that leave more room for what you love, the things that you really want to be doing with your time? Or what's the opposite? Instead of saying, I don't have enough, uh, I feel like someone else is in control of time or of my schedule, could you flip it? Could you have ownership over time? Could you be the agent? Could you have agency over time? Meaning you're in the driver's seat. I know that I've got this amount of time and I know what I'm doing with it. I'm really intentional. So even if you're not looking to make a change right now in your career or bring something new into your career space, then for you, this podcast might give you a little incentive to have more time for the things that you love. Hobbies, you know, that, that word that we heard growing up as kids that I hear people very rarely say, but hobbies are a great thing. You know, we might call it a passion project now or something else instead. But uh, perhaps this is just about finding more time for the things you love. Instead of feeling like you're always working, maybe you want to spice things up and add some creativity into your life. Perhaps that's all you would love to do if you had a little extra time. So what I want to begin with is two key questions and I really want you to play along with this and today's podcast. It's a little bit of a teaching podcast today because it's really important that we actually take this and we go and action it. So if you need to pause this right now and go and grab a notebook or come back to this podcast at a later date, then I suggest you do that. And something else, a bonus for you in the show notes, I have included a link where you can grab a little summary of today's podcast. It's 15 smart planning strategies and you can repeat some of this work in your own time. Okay, so I promised there was two key questions and even if you start with these two questions, you'll be so much further ahead after today. So question number one. What is it that you are here to create or what is the change that you want to make in your career or your life? Like I said, are there new skills that you want to add? Is there a change in industry that you're looking to make? Is there a change in role? Do you want to take on more opportunities to be visible? Love that one. Or is there a personal project that you want to start? Not limited to those, like I said, insert anything here. I am here to create, this is the change I want to make. Question number two, how do you feel about time and planning? Right now, how do you feel about time? How do you feel about planning? What's your relationship like with these words? And I've got a few thought starters for you. Boring. You're creative and you crave freedom. You know, 
there's no creativity in to-do lists. I don't want any more lists. I just want to be creative. Or I feel like I'm the yes woman. I say yes to all the things, but deep down saying yes leaves me exhausted by the end of the week and no time for me. Or I'm that person that struggles to follow through with anything. I can't seem to get consistency on new projects. I feel like all my ideas are in my head and I can't even get them onto paper or take that first step. Or maybe you are the woman that loves to plan, but all this planning doesn't leave you much time for the creative stuff. So you plan in everything else in your life and then you're left with a few minutes a week to do something creative. Or the one that I love, I have to think about it more before I make a plan. So it's not even getting to the step of making a plan. You're that person that says, I, I have to think about it a little bit more. Or maybe you're flat out, I don't have time to plan. <laughs> so I'm hoping that after reading all of those, you fit into maybe at least one of those boxes. I know that uh, I definitely do. Sometimes for me, it's struggling to follow through. Sometimes it's being the yes woman. Sometimes I'm a great planner, that, but then I forget to plan in any of my own time in my life. So which one are you? What is your relationship like with those words, time and planning? And I know that for most of us, if we catch up with a girlfriend or we have a conversation with our mom, chances are, our default reaction is, I'm busy. Like, What's life like? How are you? I'm busy. It's a word that we throw around a lot these days. Like I said, someone asks you, how are you going? And you'll get something back like, I'm so busy. I'm just crazy busy. Everything's crazy right now. And sometimes that's all you seem to hear or that's all you seem to tell people. So if this is the thought that we continually have or if this is the thing that we say because our words are generally as powerful as our thoughts, they're just spoken thoughts really and we continue to have this time and time again, we continue to say this over and over, this becomes part of our identity and our default operating system about time. So my default around time is I'm always busy and unless we're on holiday we're the busy person so I'm not trying to make you wrong if this is your default uh, response I just want to bring a little bit of awareness to this and this culture that we have because wouldn't it be so much nicer if instead of that being our de default that we had this passion and this excitement behind our words because oftentimes if someone tells you oh I'm so busy it's it, it it brings the energy down it can be really deflating and you often don't really know what to say and 
yes, sometimes we are really busy and sometimes we've taken on a lot and there will be periods in our life like that. But it's really good to bring awareness to something when you don't realize that it's just become your default response. Just like someone, oh, actually, no, this is a great analogy. Who, whose mom always used to ask them when you got home from school, when she picked you up at the school gate, how was school? And you would often reply back, good. Oh, it was good. And that was it. Every single day, oh, it was good. So really, we haven't really changed since little kids, have we? So today, I want to help you break out of this cycle a little bit. If it's something that you'd love to do because you want to create some changes in your life, you want to bring some new habits in, you want more time for the things you love. And like I said, it's hard to change our software, this default operating system, because our culture actually rewards this identity of busy. It's a little bit sad, but it's true. So what this means is that you are either one of two extremes, a lazy bum if you're doing nothing at all, or you are highly important because you're a really busy woman. It's a shame. We either fit in one of those two categories. There's kind of, there's no middle ground for anyone. So what we like to do then is we fill our lives with things that fit that identity. And for a lot of us, uh, busy becomes the safe place because to be bored is to be unproductive and we don't want to be, have that identity or to be bored is to be you might get lonely, so you fear uh, boredom because that's what it could lead to because your mind is not being occupied. So we continue to return to it. It becomes habitual for us. And oftentimes busy is safe for our mind because if in reality we're filling our time with distractions then we're not really doing the things that we want to be doing. So even if uh, we don't have anything to do, our mind will look for things to do because that's where it feels safe. So nowadays we have so many ways to be distracted and, and chances are distractions might be the one thing that's, that's actually taking most of your time. Okay, so when we choose to make a change or insert a new way of being into that software, so get rid of the old default pattern and change the software, we are disrupting it. We're disrupting this pattern. It's like we're throwing a bug in the system and the brain doesn't like that. It, it gets a little bit confused. Likewise, we might be entering new territory with this change. So, of course, our brain immediately thinks, oh, if I, if I do something differently, it gets a little bit fearful and it says, can I do this? Do I have what it takes? Can I be this person that has this habit? Or can I be that person that makes that change in my life? So today I don't want to lean too much into this busy mentality and get like really out of control with why it's wrong. <laughs> it's a wrong mindset. 
rather I want to help you become aware of those thoughts. That's like what I said um, at the beginning. This is really an awareness exercise. It's really a teaching today. And I want you more than anything to feel like you truly have the power to choose how you spend your time. You have the power to choose how you spend your time. Okay? So even though you might feel like there's things that are a priority or non-negotiables, just think for a second that you're choosing those things. So you can reframe that and suddenly when we say to ourselves, well, I'm choosing to be that kind of mum or I'm choosing to be the woman that exercises this much rather than it feeling like a chore or feeling like someone else is making you do that. Okay, so today... In this teaching, we're going to focus on two key things when it comes to time. Number one, I'm going to give you some awesome mindset tips around how to master this relationship with time and then some practical habits around time as well. So firstly, mindset. Sometimes... A shift in how we think about something will ultimately be reflected in our actions. So mindset's really important because typically, and I've learned this from Brooke Castillo in the Life Coach School because she has this amazing model for how she explains the way the brain thinks and then how that creates our reality. So typically we think something and then we have a feeling about that thought, that feeling drives an action and then that action creates our reality. So what we are trying to do is shift our reality around time so that we are that person that does the thing, that has the space, that creates the side project that goes after that new job from a place of it's really painful to start this process to I'm in power and I'm not so much in control but I'm in choice with how I spend my time. So around mindset I've got about five questions that I'm going to ask you. So like I said if you're following along and you've got a pen and paper make sure that you jot down your answers to these questions because they're really powerful, really, really powerful questions. And they're a really nice way to reset this relationship, particularly if you're taking on something big that's going to uh, require an amount of time in your life, or it might be as simple as a new habit. It actually doesn't matter the scale of the thing or the amount of time. These questions really help you to reset and see where your relationship's at. And is my mindset going to be one that's going to be a success with this thing that I want to do? Okay, so the first question relates to success. And that is, what does success look like with the change that you're trying to make? And in saying that, will you allow for failure or 
I don't really like the word failure, but will you allow yourself to not hit the mark? You know, even if you have this goal and it's pretty reasonable, but you don't hit it, will you allow some space for that to not be possible as well? And a quote that, uh, or this is actually an, a, a feedback email that I got from a woman who listened to a masterclass that I did a while back around time. And she said to me that in terms of this concept of success, this first question was the thing that really hit her in the heart. And she said to me, I really thought I had to be successful by 30 and found myself becoming really stressed when things didn't go to plan. So like I said, these can be small things, but also this notion of time and success is is really related. Uh, it might even be as you're running a business or as you're going after some physical pursuit as well. Where are you setting that bar? Where is that success bar sitting for you right now? What would success look like? And asking yourself, is this, am I setting this bar or is this someone else? else's success bar is someone else actually telling me this is where I should be you know and that could be anyone in your life do you also need to look at how far you've come already and past achievements to remind yourself of what's possible so sometimes we set the bar too low because we don't believe that we're a person that can do hard things that that can achieve things, that can set goals. So if you need to, just cast your mind's eye back and look back into your past and say, what are those things that I've achieved in my past? How far have I actually come already? And do I need to remind myself of that? And then where would I set the success bar? And the last little bit on that is, will you, will you still have a go even if it might not work the first time? So even if you apply for that job, that dream job, but the first time around you don't get it, are you going to give up then? Or are you going to allow a little bit more time for success to unfold? This question number two has been such a a vital question for me to ask myself this year because uh, it came about when I was heavily obsessed with Brendan Bruchard's work if anyone knows his work he's pretty cool actually and uh, he's really great around uh, motivation and um, this goal setting and habits and things like that and he talks about this thing called necessity. And if you want to make any change in your life, you need to raise the necessity of that change. It's no good just to be saying to yourself, oh, it'd be nice if I had that or, oh, it would be great if I achieved that. No, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. So you need to fuel yourself and and ignite that fire in yourself such that that necessity is there if you really want this dream to come true but even in asking yourself this question it's super telling because you might think you want the thing and then you actually realize when you ask yourself ah oh, 
am, is this really necessary for me to do this? Is it a must do? Is it demanding my attention? Is this a calling? Is this leading to me towards my purpose or my mission in life? Then chances are it's either going to be a hell yes or a hell no. And I like to visualize myself when I'm asking this question I like to visualize holding two plates as if the left plate in my left hand uh, is my current plate. Everything that I currently do in a typical week. And then over here, I've got this other plate. And this is, this is typically for most people where our dreams sit. They're actually just dreams. These things that would be nice to have, that would be great to go after, um, and so what you need to do is think about it. Well, if I raise the necessity, then actually this thing that's on my dream plate, that needs to jump on over to my, uh, my current reality plate. I need, to, I need to make room for this and integrate it into my daily life, which may require reprioritizing or actually taking some things off your current plate before you add something in additional that's a really great secret to not burning out by the way so you need to ask yourself what what is the necessity of this how necessary is it and we want to go from like I said oh this would be nice to have to it's necessary that I have this and if by asking yourself this question that you realize there's no necessity around it, then maybe it's just, it's a dream that you let go of. As simple as that. And a couple of ways that you can think about this idea of necessity is to rate yourself on the dream or rate yourself in terms of the dream. And, and when we look at this, there's usually internal forces, so intrinsic motivation, so motivation coming from within, that's about your identity. This is who I am and, and this dream either aligns with me or it doesn't. So you can ask yourself in these four questions Two that relate to these internal forces, which are, is this in line with my personal standard for excellence? Am I a person that does these sorts of things? Am I a person that goes after these goals? And number two, ask yourself, am I deeply obsessed with this product, this topic? Is product, <laughs> all the women out there, that's probably a hell yes. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Lululemon or I'm obsessed with, uh, you know, whatever it is, go-to skincare um, and uh, Miss Zoe <laughs> Foster Blake. So yes, the obsession is high. Um, <laughs> and then the second thing that you want to look at, so you've got these internal forces or intrinsic motivation, then there's your external forces or your extrinsic motivation. So how does this impact the external world as it interacts with your dream? Do you feel, so number three, do you feel an obligation or a duty to do it? Is it part of your calling? And number four, is there a task urgency? Is there a real deadline? Does this relate to something financial that you've got a goal for? Perhaps going for this next job is going to support you to be able to save for that house finally. So think about that. 
is there any internal or external forces at play? Question number three, is this change in line with my priorities or values? So that was kind of similar to the necessity, but this is all related to feeling and choice with your, ch- with your time because I started to shift my perspective on time when I got really clear on my priorities and the things that I value in life. And it wasn't until that I knew those things was I able to make some really clear decisions around how I use my time. And if we feel like we are lacking time, sometimes it means that we're out of prior, out of alignment with our priorities and our values. And when we want to create space for something new or make a change, it's a good idea to do a quick check of whether this change is something that you value and therefore, is it a priority? So first, what is it? What do I value? Do I value this thing? Yes, then it needs to be a priority. And when we have alignment with these two things, typically we feel more powerful with our choices. So similar, I was speaking before about reframing obligation. This is another way to things to look at the things that you feel obligated to do and instead reframe that into choice because that way you are again moving yourself into this place of self-agency so of you being the dictator of how your time works and for me I also feel in choice when I'm not leaving things up to randomness this is a really big thing especially as someone who is running a small business if I'm not planning my days or my days week to week and I'm not clear in my boundaries then uh, things just don't happen and I have a massive to-do list that just doesn't go anywhere so it's really important to have some structure because randomness is actually more painful and gives you less freedom in the long run and number four do I have a fear of burnout by adding more things to my plate I mentioned this yesterday actually in an Instagram post that burnout has been a real fear of mine because I've experienced that before and so building something myself that's always been in the back of my mind And oftentimes we don't want to make change because we fear that that change is going to lead to being overworked or adding something new in is is going to create overwhelm. And this is very real. Like I said, I've been there as well. And a lot of us probably feel like this when it comes to making change. Because as well, it is actually stressful to create change. So what I want to say here is that if you are someone that wants to create change, but you feel like you can only be extroverted in bursts, for example, you are thinking about the job search process or you want to do more networking for your small business, which is something that I love, then 
you say to yourself, oh, but I'm introverted and oh, I find that really overwhelming and it's stressful even thinking about it. So if you're that person that can only be extroverted in bursts, then perhaps when you're thinking about this change, also realize what you're going to need to do around those periods of busyness or around those periods of intense interaction. So that's another thing to think about is if you fear burnout, plan in that downtime around these big bursts of energy that you have to do. And also coming back to that first question, what was our first question? What does success look like? Come back to that question and ask yourself, am I taking a long game approach to this change? Or am I just looking for an overnight success, a quick win, a little bit of instant gratification? So come back to that question. And and perhaps if you uh, take a longer approach, then that burnout isn't going to be there because you're not going to be so overwhelmed with having to do everything right now. And what I would say on that is if you have a big goal as well, break it down into bite-sized milestones. It's really similar. I said this recently on a podcast as well when I was being interviewed that it's like running a marathon. You don't go out of the gate on your first day of training and suddenly run 42 kilometers. (laughs) You start day by day by day even on the first day if you run one kilometer that might be where you start but you're just taking small action after small action and if you focus on that day by day by day everything compounds it's amazing and over time you will have created the change okay so let's get into the practical side we've addressed a little bit of mindset that was really fun I hope you love those questions and make sure you go back and revisit them if you're listening to this on the fly because they're super important to get you in the right frame of mind to create change so the practical obviously this is similar to the success question but it's a little bit more specific in terms of the time frame so what is your time frame could you see this as a longer time frame what if you took one action only one action for the next uh each week for the next six months so what's that one per week four per month, six times four, 24 things that you would have done over six months towards starting your business, towards starting your uh, side project, towards changing jobs or industries. Uh, An example of this, I mentioned just before something called the compound effect. And if you go back and listen to, I think it's about or podcast number nine or 10, but I talk about the compound effect and how incredible it is. And one of my clients, I touched base with her at the beginning of the year. She had been my client a couple of years ago. So she was one of my first clients. And 
she was telling me the sorts of changes that she had made in her health and how consistent she was right now. And this really blew me away because when we were working together, it was those first steps. So she was really shifting out of an old way of being and approaching her health and well-being in a completely new way. So she was totally shifting her identity. And after two years, she it was a default thing for her to be eating a clean diet, eating a whole foods diet. And it was helping other things in her physical body, like her menstrual cycle. And it was really interesting because I said to her, isn't that incredible that yes, it might've taken you a couple of years to get to this point, but you have chipped away at this over that time. And now you have brand new habits for life. The next thing I want to address, because if you're standing on the edge of the pool right now because you have a fear of getting started, then this is a great question for you to ask yourself. Do I have a fear of getting started? And if you do, then you might need to look at other things that you're doing to avoid starting that change. Are you looking for instant gratification because you know that this thing that you really want to achieve is so much bigger than you. So maybe it means that you need to eliminate a few distractions and then you'll overcome that fear of getting started. This is really similar to my original question around what success looks like with change or a project. When we set the bar really high, our brains start to explode before we've even started. And the easiest way to comfort the exploding brain, think of that like exploding brain emoji. That is one of my favorites. I like to explain things in emojis. In emojis. <laughs> You've probably noticed. But the one way that we can comfort that brain is instant gratification, seeking instant reward, instant pleasure, um, and once we get clear on what success looks like, we start to really notice where we're avoiding, where we are distracting ourselves from doing what we need to do. So a simple shift here might be that you turn your phone off for a period of time when you have your scheduled time to work on this change that you want to make or putting it in the, in another room so that you can work on your creative project. And that is, that is like one really simple, easy way to remove that distraction. Especially if underneath it all, you fear getting started. Okay, the next thing is boundaries. This is really important to making change and having a really positive relationship with time. And a way that I like to explain it, I actually took this from someone called Kate Northrup. She wrote a great book many years ago called Money, A Love Story, but she's also doing some amazing work around uh, women and uh, talks a lot about time management and how to run your business according to seasons and cycles. And she has this great phrase, boundaries over balance. 
So what this means is that you don't need to always be searching for this elusive balance. Instead, you could be looking at where am I lacking boundaries or where do I have too many boundaries and perhaps that might shift this relationship that you have with time. If you have really loose boundaries, they'll show up as not feeling like your needs are being met. You are resentful of all the other, uh, you're resentful all the time of other people. You feel frustrated and reactive and you feel like everyone else has influence over your direction or your level of productivity, what you get done, what you don't get done. And then if we have rigid boundaries, they show up actually when we're too high functioning. And this is what I notice uh, with a lot of high achieving women that I work with, that we become awfully independent. Like we don't need any help. We say to ourselves, I can do it all myself. We find it really hard to let people in and we want to control the outcome. So sometimes rigid boundaries can actually make things more stressful because you add more to your plate than you need to. Um, And they both lead to overwhelm, by the way. So take a moment to think about where in your life you either have loose boundaries where you're always saying yes or where you have too rigid boundaries. And it's a really big topic. So I want to uh, be really clear here that I'm simply touching on this concept and communicating boundaries. So once you're actually clear on where you need boundaries, where you could loosen up your boundaries because you're too rigid, then there will be some communication involved with another party most likely and asking for what you need doesn't always come naturally it's not easy for us especially when you are trying to create a new habit it's might conflict with the dynamics in your household suddenly you say I'm going to need to create some space for this thing that I want to do so what that's going to look like is um you're going to have to take the kids for an afternoon or something like that. And so you might need to start really small and practice the conversation over and over again. Someone that I really admire in this area of boundaries is a woman by the name of Terry Cole. And she has some great videos and blogs on this work of boundaries and how powerful it is to our relationships, but also to our relationship to time, especially if we're someone that is a high achiever and we want to do a lot of things in our life, but perhaps we're at that point where we're fearing burnout, uh, boundaries is going to be a real secret to you uh, achieving that kind of success that you want. Okay, there you have it, my friends. Those are my tips. Those are the mindset strategies that you need to get on board with if you want to create a positive relationship with time so you can make the changes in your career that you want to make and do more of what you love because that is what I am here to support you with. 
this podcast, after all, is your work bestie, your best friend. So I'm here to give you the sage advice to be uh, a kind word in your ears or a stern finger in your face when you might need it. Um, In case you missed it and you fast forwarded to the end of this podcast, here's those uh, eight things that we touched on. So number one, what does success look like with this change? And will I allow for failure too or for it to not go as planned? Am I raising the necessity of the change? Number two, is there necessity around this? Number three, is the change in line with my priorities and my values? And do I feel in choice, therefore, with how I use my time? Can I reframe my obligations as choices? Number four, do I fear burnout? by adding other things to my plate and how could I reduce that fear? Number five, can I cultivate trust with myself by keeping my word? Number six, what's my time frame around this change that I want to make? Is it a long time frame? Is it a short time frame? Can I break this down into really manageable bite-sized actions that my brain can handle? Number seven, do you have a fear of getting started? And if you do, where are you being distracted? Where are you uh, picking up your phone and looking at Instagram every time you should do that uh, other thing? (laughs) Um, Yep, that's me. And number eight, what boundaries do I have in place so that I can create this change with ease? Because that is what this this is all about if anything I can teach you today is that uh, we can move towards a model around time that celebrates ease and celebrates how we want to use our time so that we have autonomy and agency when it comes to how we use our time and how we plan our schedules And remember, make sure you click the link in the show notes and you can grab your 15 Smart Planning Strategies ebook so that you can work on this stuff in your own time. Okay, until next time, my loves, I hope you have a beautiful week and bye for now. Hey there, girlfriend. Podcasts are incredible, aren't they? But of course, as you probably know, the real magic happens when you take those concepts you've learned and apply them directly to your life through daily action. If you're yearning to find more meaning in your work, then I want to invite you to take that daily action by joining me in my one-on-one mentoring program, The Unstoppable Woman. To find out more, head to rubymarsh.com slash private mentoring. I cannot wait to take the journey with you.